What is up, everybody? I am your host, Rob Younts, and thank you for tuning back into the Canecast Show. If today's your first episode, you are in for a treat. If you've been with us before, we really appreciate you coming back. But either way, today's guest was a first-rounder in the 2015 draft and a first-round dude every single day. But before we get into that, I'd like to ask a favor of you. Please help us grow this show. How can you do that? Well, first of all, smash the like button. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast host, give us a like, smash the like button. Two, you can drop us a comment to let us know what you like or you don't like about the show. Three, help us grow the community by subscribing. This lets others know that this show is legit. Four, show us some love with a review. Or five, share it. Share an episode. Share our links. Send this to your friends and enemies who are missing baseball right now. Today's guest is none other than Canes alum and Detroit Tigers pitcher, Bo Burrows. He's knocking on MLB's door with a big league arm. You'll learn about Red Dragon's time with the Canes, as well as his focus, accountability, and determination. You'll hear about Bo's true love for the game while he dishes great advice for amateur players. You'll hear Bo talk about the importance of being a good teammate and being extremely coachable, especially by coaches like Jeff Petty and Jason Big Donkey Mills. Be sure to take notes while Bo talks, or his knowledge will blow straight past you, just like his fastball. So, here's Bo. Hey, what's up, everybody? Rob Younce here with another awesome edition of the Kane Cash Show. We've got two really cool guests. Uh, one's kind of a, a, a little bit of a, a, a co-host, maybe, but we've got a total dude down at the bottom of the screen, man. He is awesome. Um, we are bringing, yeah, Bo Burrows. There he is. Look <laughs> at him. Look at that smile. Oh, that's a big Dude, that's a big league smile. So happy to have you on today, man. How's it going? Appreciate it. Good. I'm, I'm out, out here in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, enjoying the heat, uh, trying to quarantine as, as best I can, even though we're slowly opening up Texas again, but everything's going well. Good, man. That's awesome to hear. And I know we're, we'll get into some of the things you're doing baseball-wise, man, but so awesome to see you. Last time I saw you, um, I think it was at an airport somewhere. We were uh, going to Jupiter for your, your little brother was playing or something like that. Was, yeah. Yeah. Was yeah, he was yeah. going to Jupiter, I think it was 2018. Yeah. All I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's when it was. That's so cool, yeah. Just walking through the airport, you know, when you're going out of Jupiter, you just randomly run into guys, but I totally didn't expect to see you there, man. It yeah, was so that was cool. Awesome. We, good surprise. You know, you look, yeah, you look around, you're like, oh, hey, hey, there's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and up on the top left, on my screen at least, is none other than Jason Mills. What's up, Millsy? Happy to be here. <laughs> Millsy. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna yell for some meatloaf here in a second, <laughs> Mom. Get the meatloaf. That's a great backdrop too. You ruined it, man. I had that ready. I was gonna. I never know what she's doing back there. I never know what she's doing back there. What is she doing? <laughs> so for those for those of you that don't know, Jason Mills is the pitching coach. Well, he's a head coach at D.H. Connolly in Greenville, North Carolina. And he's the pitch coach for our Kings National 17, and that's why we brought him on because he got to work directly with Bo. Um, you know, Bo is um, with the Detroit Tigers, as I said, um, working his way through the system and going to be up on the big league roster here soon. Bo, tell us a little bit about your baseball journey, maybe even before you know, start up before you even work with the Canes, and take us through take us through your time with the Canes, if you would. Yeah, so I I started playing select ball when I was eight, so I was really young for for kids in my area. Um, I played on on a on a local 
team out of Weatherford, Texas, where I'm, where I'm from, and then slowly kept going east towards Metroplex, started playing for the D-Bat Mustangs for a little bit, and then the summer before my junior year, I guess, is when, is when Jeff said he found me and saw me and called and said, hey, we'd love for you to come play for us. We're, we're the Canes. We're, we're, we're a pretty big deal. And... <laughs> And sure enough, the next summer when I started with the Canes, it is that's when that's when things took off, and and I'm I'm just so grateful that I could have got the chance to do that with with those guys and, and the coaching staff. And I, I mean, if it wasn't for for the Canes, I don't think I would have been where I was. And and it's just a, it was awesome to, to play for them. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you did get to work with Millsy, I guess, your senior year. Millsy, what do you remember about Bo as a, as a high schooler? What do you remember about him back then? I think the, uh, the first weekend or the first time I got to experience and be around Bo, we were at Perfect Game National, right? Yep. Yep. And I was sitting there and, and I, I was kind of like the, you know, thrown BP coach of that team, you know, Perfect Game kind of gives you the lineup and tells you what to do and you just kind of go stand there and coach bases and um so it was my first experience meeting him and and a couple of the guys and when I saw the first pitch on out of his hand I picked up the phone and called Jeff and said thank you I said I have the this was my first year uh with Jeff as well and so you know I I wasn't sure what to expect I mean I had some pretty talented kids before with some other clubs and and man when I saw the ball come out of his hand it was special um yeah you know he uh it was just it was just like one of those wow factors and you know you probably have 700 of the best kids in the country and then all of a sudden here comes Bo Burrows and you're like oh my goodness this is it this is the guy right here and uh I just couldn't wait to get with them and then uh the first weekend was in Charlotte if I if I remember correctly and uh, I, can't rem- I can't remember what field we were going to, but we were playing at like 8 a.m. And I am not a morning person. And so we go down in the bullpen, and he's throwing down there. And, and man, my head was ringing from the ball off at the catcher's mitt. It was just <laughs> popping all over the place. And uh, he went out, and, you know, it was, it was a blessing. I mean, you know, the, the big thing I can tell you about Bo, And the, besides the competitiveness is how much I got a chance to – because, you know, with pitchers, there's just so many different different styles out there. But he was the first guy that I had really ever been around that had a routine. And, you know, as, as dealing with guys at a high level, this was, this was a, a good experience for me. My high school kids don't have this. But he had a a professional work like uh, about him the moment I met him. He had to long toss a certain distance, and other teams would sit out there and be amazed at watching him long toss the way he did. I don't know if he still does. That's you know that's going to be a fun thing to talk about what he does with Detroit now. Um, but I remember the one thing, a couple things. One was a championship game in Atlanta that year that elite squad was just sitting there amazed watching him long toss before the game. And then they knew they didn't have 
a great chance at hitting him. They were trying to keep him on the mound as long as they could. They were an amazing club and uh, battled him. But, uh, I mean, he got better and better as the game went. But I remember we were in Jupiter, and, and Bo, correct me if I'm wrong, we had to leave our, our regular pool play game to go get you ready for your first round start in the playoffs. I know you've thrown a lot and probably don't remember it, but me and you left uh, a game and went and started your routine to get ready for the playoffs because we had already gotten in and, and we had that game in hand. So Jeff sent us on our way with our catcher to start getting ready, um, you know, because it's tough at these showcase tournaments because you, you get on the field and you got like 20 minutes. Yeah, you got to get and, going. And, you know, back Right, and Bo, you need probably 45 to 50 minutes with all your stuff that you like to do, right? Yeah, um, I'd say from, back from then. beginning to end, probably 30, 45 minutes, yeah. That's yep. about right. You know, and so it, it, Bo was great for me. I mean, because, you know, it, it really taught me, and that's a good thing about coaches, you know, if they're willing to learn from their players. And, and Bo was really great for me and, and my ability to go and, and, and learn more. You know, to, to see a different uh, different style of pitcher, you know, a different, you know, routine and, and just a competitor, man. He was he was amazing to work with. Well, and I, and I think, too, you know, Jason, along those lines is that and I, I don't know why I called you Jason. I don't I don't know. Anybody that calls you Jason. I know, doesn't it? Right. Millsy. <laughs> so the, the thing is, you know, a lot of teams, especially teams that we play against, um, you know, James organization plays against a lot of times. It's hey man, toss the ball to the guy and go. But you know, it's there's there's a little bit more hands on. There's a lot more, you know. I at least I feel when I see it. You know, I'm, I'm on the teams that I'm coaching against. I see players throwing BP. Um, but it's nice to hear. You know, Bo's got to go get ready for a start, and you're with him and making sure. You know, he's staying on his routine. You're getting a feel for him. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's interesting the way that it's run, but. So, so Bo, you heard all those things about you. I mean, you know, did you did you know that 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 Millsy and, and Jeff felt that way about you? I mean, we all knew you had a huge arm talent, but you know, hearing about your, you know, hearing about your your routine and your work ethic and things like that. I mean, is that something that that you've heard from us before? No, it's it's not. I, I didn't know that that that, that played a, a big factor in in them like knowing who I was. So that's. It's cool to, to know that. I mean, it, it just shows that, that Millsy and Jeff just, just cared so much about the players, and, and, they, and they wanted to know what would make them the best they could be and, and what they could do to help them uh, develop uh, the right way. And, and I, I had a pretty, pretty strict and pretty, pretty uh, different routine, I guess, because I, I grew up doing, doing the Texas baseball ranch stuff with, with Flint Wallace since I was like nine years old. And it, and it was a lot of a lot of weighted balls, a lot of long toss type stuff, and just throwing as far as you can. And and that's that's what I did all through middle school, high school. Just I just threw hard, and I would just try and throw hard. And and they just accepted the fact that I had a routine, and they went with it. And 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 they, I guess, they were all for it because because it stayed stayed with them, and 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 we we just kept going out. Well, and it's you know it's it's not that bad when you got a guy blowing nineties past guys. I mean, you know, you throw 92, 95, 96. I mean, there you go. Ah, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll roll you out a little bit, and let you <laughs> let you go. You know, and then the neat thing is, I remember uh, in Jupiter, I, I was down there that year, and I remember watching, um, you know, your your last outing there, and watching 
really looking into the dugout, and, and there's some really talented hitters on the other side of them going, I, yeah, I, you can just see it. You can sense it. They're going, man, we're going to really struggle to score some runs today. And that, that's just – that's got to be, you know, as a pitcher, I know you probably were, were a little bit caught up in the moment, but I know as coaches, it's, it's a lot nicer to see and notice that feeling, um, which you probably got it a lot growing up. Tell us about a little bit of adversity you faced in high school or up until, you know, up until the draft. I mean, were there times where, you know, you were just sitting there going, man, I don't know about this today, or, man, I, maybe I'm in the middle of a game, and it's like I, I just don't feel it. You know, how, tell us about some of those times and how you got through those. The, the thing for me in high school was was I, I always had a fastball. I mean, I was in nowhere where it was going, but I always threw hard in high school. My, my off-speed wasn't great, but I just kept throwing it, kept throwing it, kept throwing it until it, like, eventually got better. And, I mean, no matter how bad it started out, I would keep throwing it just to, to, to try and repeat the, the delivery and just hopefully find it. But the big thing for me was was the off-speed stuff. But like the fastball was was always there, but then it was always up and then maybe a little spotty. But but I'd say the off-speed stuff. And then going into the draft, a lot of scouts they they thought or they said I was too short to be a starter. Which I mean I'm I'm a solid six foot six one. I mean I say six two on the lineup card, but doesn't really doesn't really matter. Six two and six is what I always say. But they always said I was too short, and I, I just thought, man, I could, if you can pitch, you can pitch. It doesn't matter how, how tall you are. So, I mean, any, like, guys that, that think they're short have been told they're short, I mean, as long as you as – you, if you just go out there and pitch and, and be a bulldog and, and just have fun with it and just be yourself, it doesn't matter how, how big you are. If you can pitch, you can pitch. And that's what I would, would say, like, you know, what anybody says, just, just go out there and – just be you and just pitch, have fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I know that, you know, they, they want guys 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, downhill with plane. But when you, you know, the way you throw, you have so much life on your fastball, you know, it, it, it really kind of speaks for itself. And, you know, like Millsy was talking about that first weekend of, of his, his ears ringing from the mitt popping. I mean, that's legit, bro. I mean, that, that really is. And, and looking at your numbers, you know, you're, you're throwing, you know, you're striking out in your, in your minor league career so far, striking out 433 in 468 innings. You know, that life is there, man. The, the tilt and the plane is there. Um, tell us, you know, leading up to the draft, how, you know, what was it like? I mean, the excitement, what did you do draft day? What, tell us a little bit about that. So in my high school season, there, there were always like, I'd say, 10 to 20, 25 scouts at every game. I remember uh, uh, one game, I was facing Trent Clark's team. Now it's Trent Grisham. He, he, was, he was with the Pod, Padres now, I think. He, so him and I faced each other, and it was, it was a scrimmage. And I was only throwing three innings. But our, our coaches made a deal where Trent could lead off every inning that I was pitching. So, so the scouts could see him hitting against me three times. And that game, I'm not kidding. There were probably about 70, 75 scouts, like scouts, GMs. It was insane. And I, I struck him out one time. He hit a really hard line drive center field one time, and I think he, he rolled over. So it was kind of even, which is good. Um, but, like, besides that, and it was, it was crazy. Like, we, we had 
we had area scouts come into the house once a week to do like questionnaires and and in-home visits and it was just so surreal being a 18 year old kid and talking about professional baseball it was just it was weird really? but, I, mean, I, I I loved it and then sure enough I had a I had a good senior season um, and my my agents were, were doing their work they were talking to the teams up to the draft and they were saying you're, you're probably gonna go like late first early second round and I was like all right that's perfect because I mean we had a number and uh, so, I mean, I'm watching the draft. We're at, like, pick 15. My agent calls me, and I'm like, what is this? Like, there's no way. And he's like, hey, man, there's a possibility at 22 with the Tigers. But if that doesn't happen, then, then probably, like, like later first round, I was like, all right, cool. Like, there's no way I'm going to go 22nd overall. That's, that's, that's not what we were thinking. I was like, but that'd be awesome. And sure enough, pick number 21, Ash Russell goes to the Royals. And I was like, Let's go, like, like after my And then 22, uh, they, they called my name, and it was just so – it was crazy. I had my, my, my family, team, close friends. It was, it was just a, it was a, it was a wild time, and it, it was just – it was just a weight off of my shoulders to hear my name called. And then, man, the, the, rest is, the rest is history, I guess. It's just been a fun ride, and I just can't wait to see how, how much – how much better it gets as, as I keep playing, you know. But but the yeah. draft was that was one of the best days of my life for sure. That's awesome. It, it, you know what I, I love seeing the look on your face as you're talking about it. You know, you, you just you could just tell it's it, it which I, I couldn't imagine, you know, being picked that high. That's that's absolutely incredible. And you mentioned Ash, and Ash is an awesome yeah. dude. You he played with us. So Millsy, you guys, uh, before we get into Pro Ball. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some stories from the Canes dugout uh, with you and, and Boski and, and, and some of the guys. So I, if I remember correctly, that was probably the first year you guys got walkie-talkies. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. – uh, I think they had them before us. But the coaching staff would always lose. So Jeff yeah. handed me those two yellow walkie-talkies. I still have and he told me not to lose them so it was kind of like assignment of that and uh, that year we had some care characters I mean we had uh, you know so we were going down and everything and and uh, Bo ended up being red dragon and I, I'll never forget that one. I can't remember how we came up with that. I, I think no it was idea where that came from. You kind of pitch with fire in you a little bit, so maybe <laughs> that was the dragon. <laughs> it was uh, man, that group was amazing. And you know, the thing I'll say about Bo is, even after he was done um, with us, and we we won Jupiter that year. I think the next year you came back down to Jupiter, and we won it again. Did we not? And, and you were there in the dugout with us. And, you know, he, he every time he gets a chance to come back and kind of be with the roots of our program, he has always supported us. And, and um, you know, now I, I love looking down in the dugout and seeing my pitchers down there kind of, you know, talking to Bo. He might not know these 17-year-old kids, and he's 21, 22 years old, but he's sitting here 
passing on what he knows or what he's learned or, you know, what it what it means to be a cane to these kids. You know, that that's one of the great things. And and you know, Bo's class was the first big class I was with um, with Jeff and those guys. And so, you know, it means a lot to see him. It means a lot to talk to him today. I mean, he'll always be important to me. And and uh, he was one of the guys that year that I was very close to. And, um, you know, he uh, he presented himself that whole year as what we want uh, back then an Evo Shield Kane, now just Kane's guys, should be and, and really helped us put our program on the map. I mean, that, he was a big addition to us that year. And he made my transition and the confidence Jeff had in me as a coach a lot more. And then, is you know, taught me a lot too. And, you know, there were some tough times in there, you know. I mean, when Bo came to us, he would throw 60 pitches in three innings, you know, and, and we were hoping to get five innings out of a guy like that. And, and he said it before, he was up in the zone a lot and tried to strike out just about everybody. Mm -hmm. But his last outing uh, in Jupiter for us, I think he went five, five uh, no-hit innings that, that first round in the playoffs. And, man, it was just punch in the zone, punch in the zone. And, you know, it's, it's these guys at the high level he was starting to learn can put his fastball in play. Now it's just make a miss. And then all of a sudden that breaking ball just – I remember that day. It was really dominant. Really good. Yeah. The five innings ball at Jupiter is amazing. Uh, and the pitch count was good. He probably could have gone longer. But I think we mercy ruled that team, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and so you couldn't go any further. And, you know, it was just – it was one of those years, one of those players that – you know, for, for me as a coach will always affect me, and, and that's what Bo was. I mean, he taught me so much, and, you know, about how to coach, and, and it's a rarity you get a young man like that, and, you know, that's why I'm excited that, you know, we're going to see him on TV here shortly with the Detroit Tigers, or if he, if someone else values what he is, he's going to be with somebody else in the big leagues, and, you know, the nice thing is, is I have one of my high school players that is going to be with them probably this year, and Brian Packard, another Tiger. Um, so, you know, I, I'm going to hear stories about how they're going to be getting in trouble or whatever it is and, and, uh, and, or moving their way up into the big leagues. No trouble, right, Bo? No trouble. And, uh, you know, so it, it, it's amazing that the people that you're fond of seem to find a way to be together or have some, you know, some sort of bond. You know, here's Brian Packard, you know, two to three years after Bo. And, you know, goes the college route and then, you know, gets up there and, and these guys are going to be making it together. And, you know, it's going to be a special day when I get to go up to Detroit and see both of those guys playing. Yeah, and uh, Troy Stokes. Got Stokes He's there, too. So, yeah. Matt, Matt Manning, too. I mean, yeah, Matt Manning. I mean, such a, such a small world, right? Yeah, you know, the neat thing, neat thing about it, you know, the neat thing about it, Millsy, is I never coached Bo. I, I, I just kind of had been around him. But to see, you know, again, I, I go back to Jupiter a couple of years ago. He just lit up when he saw me. He was, he came over and hugged me. I mean, that, that it, it speaks volumes of how he's raised and the type of kid he is. You know, he's, um, you know, dad sat down and talked with me for a little while, talked to his little brother, you know, it, and it was just like, it was, it was just like we were sitting around a kitchen table, you know, it just great people. And those are the people that, you know, Bo, as, as you get older, I mean, you're only what, 23 now? As you get older, <laughs> you're going to see that, that those are the people that you root for in life. You know, those are the people that you want great things for. You know, people, you know, kids that come in and take care of their business, they're, they're not troublemakers. They, they go and, and 
and do their job. They've got a process or, or they want to learn a process. Yeah. You know, it makes things really easy as coaches. And as you, you know, as you get older, you know, you're the guy that all these old guys are hopefully throwing knowledge to right now. You know, what are some of the things, I mean, you, you're on the 40 man, you got up into spring training this year. You know, what are some of the things that you've learned just in your, in your short career after transitioning from high school into, into pro ball? What are some of the changes you've made, I guess, and some of the pieces that have really stuck with you? Biggest thing for me is, is to be coachable. I mean, there's, there are so many coaches that, that want to have a say in what, in what they've, they've told you and, and like, they want to have a say in your success. But you got to know what to take in for yourself and what to, to throw away. But, but you got to be coachable. So you can't, you can't be, be like, I mean, you can't just, just ignore the guys that are talking. You got you to gotta be coachable. You got you to gotta filter out the bad things and then consume the good things, obviously. And then also just, I mean, you got to love the game. It's, it's, it's a different kind of, kind of animal. I mean, it's, you've got to love it. I mean, I, I played with some guys that didn't love it and they didn't last. I mean, but, but the guys that I play with and I know they love it, they're, they're going to play for a long time. They're, 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 they're good ball players. They, they love the game. And, and for me, it's just be coachable and, and, and just have fun, be yourself, love the game. If you don't, you don't love it, it's gonna it's gonna bite you, but for sure. Yeah, and those are two great pieces. Those are two great pieces because you know that that's how you're gonna get through the rough times. You know, when you're up on the mound and you're struggling a little bit, you know, it it, it makes it easier to to digest and and say, all right, well, let's go back to what you know what I know how to do and let let's yeah. step by step and get me through this. And then when you're, you know, you're, you're on the road and in between, you know, in between a series or something like that, and, you know, you're doubting yourself, it's easy if you don't love it to just say, all right, I'm packing my stuff and leaving. I'm just, I'm just not, this isn't for me. You know, but, but watching your face, and it's going to be cool when you see this video, because every time you start talking about baseball, you just get this big grin on your face. You're just, you're like a little kid, and it's awesome to see, I feel man. like one, man. <laughs> I, just, I just love it. I mean, everybody always asks, like, when I come home for options, they're like, so how's How's the season? Good, good. I mean, you still love it? I mean, yeah, I love it. I mean, I don't want to do anything else. I want to play this until I can't play anymore. So that's the goal. Dude, that's so great. I love, I love seeing that. That just pumps me up so much. Um, so tell me about some of the adjustments you've made in pro ball, you know, either to your routine or to delivery, pitch, you know, pitch design. What, yeah. what have you done? How have you evolved since you since you've been a pro pitcher? So we were talking about before pro ball how I long toss all the time. I don't really long toss in season anymore. I only long toss in the off season. If there's like if there's like an off day where I where I get an extra day, I'll long toss one of those days. But it's just it's constant throwing, constant running, lifting that it's kind of nonsense to long toss all the time when, when you're in pro ball because of the workload. So I, I've toned down the throwing a little bit. I'll, I'll probably, like, normally I'll, I'll go up to 120, and that's why the average length that I'll go to is about 120 on a, a good day because, I mean, it's it's pitch, day off, light day-ish, and then next day is bullpen. And then the two days between the start are the days that I'll either stretch out a little bit or stay at 120. It depends on how I feel that day. It depends if it's March or August. But – so in the offseason, I do a lot of long toss, a lot of weighted ball stuff, just to build the arm strength back. I've taken a, about a month off after the season, 
and in season, I just, I just try and repeat my delivery, just be consistent with things I do. And my, still to this day, my biggest struggle is the off speed. So that's always my, my, my dark horse, I guess. So I'm, I'm constantly working on the off speed, repeating delivery, being more consistent. So, so, I mean, there's always something to work on, no matter what. I mean, if you think you're on top of the world, like you're the best pitcher in the world, you just still got stuff to work on. I mean, Justin Berlin's got a pitching coach. Kershaw's got a pitching coach. They're still working on stuff, you know. How, how good you, you think you are, how, how good you've been throwing, you still got to work on stuff. So, I mean, that's a big thing for me is, is, is consistency and, and, and repeating delivery and stuff like that. So, that's my favorite. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, so when you got into um, not long tossing during the season, was that an organizational thing or was that more of a workload thing that you felt? That was my decision. I mean, the, the Tigers aren't against uh, long toss or, or weighted balls, but that was just for me because I realized I won't be able to long toss 300 feet three times a week or my arm's going to fall off. So, <laughs> so I – I made that decision, and my my velocity stayed the same. I mean, my my arm strength still felt strong. It's just there's a there's a certain time to do it, and for me, it's in the off season to just build that strength back up, and then you got to maintain throughout the season. So, yeah, totally makes sense. So, so you you've done you, you've had a really good minor league career so far, and you know you're you're up on the forty man, like I said. What do you attribute that to? I mean, you you push through. You know, you you you're. You're taking your steps. I know everybody, you know, every guy wants to get there earlier. You want to start service time, you know, when you're 19, 20 years old. Um, you know, it happens for some guys. doesn't happen for other guys. You've taken very good you – you've had very good path to the bigs. Um, what do you attribute that to? I mean, what are some of the, the, the struggles that you've had, um, you know, in maybe being away from home? And, you know, some guys struggle with that sometimes. You know, what are some of the things that, that you've – you know, really had to adjust and work on that most guys don't know about or, or haven't seen or maybe it wasn't in the paper or something like that? Um, it, it wouldn't be the home thing because, I mean, I'm kind of used to that now, being away from home. I mean, it started with the Canes, actually, because that, that summer before my senior year, I was I was never home in the summer. So I kind of got used to that in a sense. Um, and if there isn't anything, that's okay. No, there, there are. It's just hard to think about off the top of my head. But, I mean, I think just just taking care of your body, for me, like those those bus rides will, will get you. The Taylor bus rides will get you. If you don't get a good night's sleep, you can totally tell from, from your body the next day. I mean, like it's just small things, like eating, eating decent, getting decent sleep, just – Working out when you're supposed to, just just being accountable, I guess. So like like getting your getting your lifts in when you're supposed to, because like in the higher levels, they like it's on you to go get your your lifts in and do your running in. In low way, we have the training coach say, all right, come on, let's go lift, let's go run, come do this, come do that. But when you get older and you get higher from the levels, you got like it's it's on your own pretty much. I mean, you you need to or you have to do things on your own and be accountable for yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing is, is, is I was an 18 year old kid when I got to like, I didn't, I didn't know that you had to do all that stuff. And, and throughout the years, I've, I've, I've gotten to realize that I need to be more, well, not need to be, I've gotten more mature and you just got to be accountable for, for, for the stuff that you do on the field. And, and then when you figure your business, it, it'll show whenever you're fishing. So that's what I've, I've taken from it. Yeah, absolutely. And you can tell that with your the way your career has progressed. I mean, you're 
you're where you are now because of that, you know, because of that accountability and, and, and that self accountability. Right. Um, you know, and, and a lot of guys don't know that they don't know about the bus rides. You might hear about it every now and then, but, and I know those things are, are, are out there and, and really, uh, really tax you. I mean, you know, yeah. drive, going 10 out, you know, driving 10 hours and then having to pitch the next day after, uh, being on the bus, uh, I'm sure is a, a struggle. So again, knocking on the door, you're, you're there at spring training um, this year and you're on the 40 man. And, you know, how is, how is it going this year? How are you feeling going into spring training this year before everything got shut down? So I had a, I had a weird spring training this year. I mean, it was, it was my first big league camp. I was, I was on the roster. I was feeling good about it. My body felt good. But I, but I got to spring training and my first outing, it just didn't feel right. I, I pitched awful. Um, I, I didn't even get three outs, I don't think. And my arm just felt weird. My, my velo was down. I just didn't feel right. And and the coaches obviously noticed that, that, that my velo was down, and I just didn't look the same as I did before I left last season. Right. So I made one appearance in the very first spring training game, and that's when they're like, no, we're going to stop this. We're, we're going to take you to the backfields, and you're going to work on getting back to being yourself. Because, I mean, so I got hurt last year. I had bicepinitis, and I had a torn oblique. Weird year for me last year. And I think coming into this year, I was kind of not not sure about being myself, I guess, on the mound. Like, like I didn't want to – I was going to labor it. I guess I didn't want to go full speed because I was scared I was going to get hurt again, I guess. So once that happened, we went on the backfield, and uh, Juan Nieves, the AAA pitching coach for us, awesome dude, and Dan Hub is our new uh, our, our new pitching coach. We went every day for two weeks and just worked on being myself, just getting a good rhythm, good good mechanics, throwing the ball hard, good arm action, good arm speed, all that stuff, and. Two, two weeks after that, I'm back to my my old self. I, I threw a bullpen, and my my velo was back in a bullpen, which is which was pretty surprising to me because I was throwing hard in bullpen. And then I was scheduled to throw to hitters the 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 week we got sent home for the quarantine. So so the, so it started off pretty poorly, and then went back up to how I I should have been throwing hard again, feeling good, feeling healthy. And then quarantine, we got to go home, shut it down. But but besides the, uh, the, uh, the pitching aspect of it, like it was cool to be in the big league clubhouse with the big league guys and to just kind of watch the veterans like Zimmerman, Norris, Boyd. It's cool to watch them and watch how they go with their business. And, and they were so good to us young guys. Like they would always talk to us about whatever's going on that day, like pitching based stuff or not based on stuff. So, I mean, they're just good people, and, and you can just talk about anything. And, and that, that was really cool to see is, is being in there and, and, and just them, them being just good people to, like, the younger yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah taking yeah, you under their wing and, and, you know, trying to give you information, talk to you through things, helping you know what to expect next, you know. That's, it, the great thing is is that, you know, coming through, you know, the, the minor league system, you're – you know, you've built your reputation. You've built your reputation as a, as a person. And you talk about that accountability. You know, one of the things uh, we were supposed to get on, um, you know, a couple different times. One was my fault with, with some technical issues. 
But the other two times it was, hey, I got to throw. I got to throw. So let's do it. That, that, that was cool. It's, so to hear you talk about the accountability part and the part that people don't know is that we had delays in filming this because, because you were throwing the hitters and, and you know, yeah. being as trying to get as prepared as you can. That's a great job of you of prioritizing. You know, obviously everybody wanted to just sit on camera and talk and, and see Mills's beautiful face. They <laughs> just say the same thing about you, Yancy. Big big donkey over there. Big donkey. <laughs> but but the, the the best part about it was is hey, I've got to do this. I've gotten this and, and you it is your job and you treat it like your job, but it's also something you love doing. So, you know, sure. the part that people don't see is the, the part I want them to see, which they haven't, is, is that you were busy getting prepared. So when the bell does ring and you, you know, everybody opens up at least to some extent where you can play baseball again, you know, right. you're doing what you need to, to be ready. How have you been throwing? How have you been feeling? You know, how's, how's that been going? Good. So, I mean, I've been home for almost three months now, I think is what it is, since we've gotten home. Um, I have a group of guys here that I work out with. They went to TCU, Tyler Alexander, Brandon Finnegan, and Brian Howard. So I got together with them because Tyler Alexander plays the Tigers also. He's from South Lake, went to TCU, and we played together for the past three or so seasons. And in the off season, they have a workout group that works out at TCU. And I asked him if I could join them. And the strength coach allowed me to come work out with all those guys. So this off season, I built a relationship with, with, with all the TCU alumni guys, all the guys in pro ball, a lot of good dudes. And so we went off spring training, whatever, and then got sent home. And in the sport of the guys I mentioned, we started playing catch every day at TCU. And some days the field wasn't open, so we would play in the grass by the field, and we'd play in the parking lot of the stadium, just wherever we could find a spot to throw, we would throw. And, and man, this the past few months, I've been feeling really good. I, I went down to the baseball ranch with my pitching coach and got some work in. And, and but like I'm just trying to trying to get back to my old self and and so last week last Monday we started throwing to hitters so the the TCU alumni guys there for a while now we meet up at a field and we throw at each other and because I, I think we're gonna start it pretty soon so, so those guys wanted to see live pitching we will see live hitters so so once a week we'll go go throw to hitters and it's 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 good it's it's been fun. Um, and I'm feeling really good this year too. That's good. That's that's good to hear, man. We, uh, I have no doubts. I mean, I, you know, you're a big league person. You're big league talent, and you just need the opportunity. And I know you're going to produce. I know Millsy feels the same way. Appreciate um, that. Oh, man, it's dude, it's it, it's it speaks for itself. You are you you are all of that. You you deserve all of that. And good things happen to good people. And you're doing the right things. Um, you're, you're, you're working out, you're taking care of your body, you're, you're doing, you're a professional player, man. And, and you're, you're conducting yourself as, uh, yourself as that. Um, so what do you think, you know, going forward, what do you think will extend your career? What do you, I mean, obviously you have the love of the game, you know, what kind of things are, are you doing today to help make sure or ensure that you have a long and, and healthy career? What kind of things are you, are you working on and doing? And like you said, Love the game, obviously. Staying healthy are the, are the two biggest things is you got to love it. you got to be healthy. But I think for me, just, I mean, being a, being a good teammate, being a good a good person on off the field. And then, because, I mean, there's guys that I know now that are in their mid-30s that 
they, they aren't as they're as good as they, they once were, but they're just such a good teammate that teams want them to be in the clubhouse, want to be on the field, and that will prolong the career. So I mean, I think just being being a good teammate and and obviously pitching well because that's that's step one is is throwing. But then just being being a good teammate, I mean, I think that'll take you take you a long long way, build build good relationships, and and just leave, leave a good taste in the person's mouth after they meet you. You know what I mean? And that's my goal. So Absolutely. So I know there were some, some, and there probably some stories we can't tell on here um, that we talked about off camera um, back when you were a cane. Nothing awful, but just fun. Just oh, yeah. not the right type of, of fun we can talk about here. Millsy, what kind of teammate was Bo? I mean, you, you touched on it a little bit earlier, but, but is, are there any things that kind of stuck out to you? I mean, besides the big donkey and red dragon and, and, uh, and, and all the other nicknames you guys had? I remember the banging of the bats on the roof of the dugout in Arizona. That's all getting worn right before Petty got ejected out of that game against oh. Norfolk that we came back and beat him in. But, um, you know, the, they were – that group was a absolute hoot. I mean, they uh, they not only pitched well, but they kept you on your toes and – you know, it's kind of builds on what Bo just was talking about, about being a good teammate. I mean, they were all in it for each other. And, you know, if you think about the group we had, every one of them was a possible draft pick. I mean, you know, you look at them, we had four first-rounders that year. Um, then we had Logan Allen, who's already made a, a big league uh, appearances. Um, you know, Evan Sperling had a great career at UVA, Paul Hall. You could just go down a list of all of them were successful. But – a lot of times you, you will see that, that these young kids will turn into themselves. You know, it's all about themselves, but that team was so team oriented. And that's why, you know, we won Atlanta. We lost in the finals in uh, Arizona because that umpire would not call strikes and, and he definitely would not eject anybody. It's always your umpire's fault. Uh, that, that's right. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on him because we played really well out there. And then, uh, you know, and then we won Jupiter and, and every challenge that we set forth with that team they took it as a team it wasn't individualistic it was you know all about themselves and the other thing is is when we did have an individual our team took care of it I mean I can remember in the, in the dugout in Arizona our shortstop and second baseman got into it when we are having a little diversity and our team took care of it you know it wasn't anything that that Jeff myself Tom uh, you know, at the time, any of us, I think we had Wreck-It Wreck Ralph. We had Rob as our... Ralph. That's right. Um, <laughs> not me. Not me. Rob. It's not me. It's another Rob. <laughs> so, Ralph. That was the thing about that group and, and about Bo that was so special that, you know, it, it wasn't just about them. Even in the most important times in their lives, they were there for each other and the unity and the closeness of that group. And, you know, I mean, Bo and Ass, you couldn't separate the two at the time. And it, it was perfect that they went 21 and 22. I mean. Been to the same college and they went back to back in the draft. I know, crazy. They were, they were yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it, was, it was meant to be. And, uh, you know, the Canes the organization is blessed that both of them chose to be part of it. And all those young men chose to be part of us and, and appreciative of everything that they did for us. And, and how much they taught us. And hopefully we taught them a little bit here and there. No doubt. So so I got a question. I know we're getting close to time. So you're talking about, about speed. Um, do you have any 
are you still throwing the big 12-6 power breaking ball or have you moved to a slider or what have you done in your off speed? It's still still the curveball. It's it's a 12-6 when it wants to be, which which it's good when it is. But for the most part, yeah, just just a 12-6. I throw so fastball four team, change up curveball, and then now I'm throwing a little little cutter type pitch. And and when it wants to cut, it's good. When it doesn't, watch out. But, but overall, it's, overall, it's 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 good. I saw the same same curveballs. Yeah. So you got have um, have you noticed in, a in your changeup has that developed more or uh, to kind of get people off your fastball? Because I know you know I, I'm not sure exactly where your velocity is, but the last time I saw you, you were like 94, 96 sitting, and and uh, you know, and I know those guys in pro ball are so used to that now and seen so many guys throw that hard. Has the changeup become more of a of a pitch selection for you or, or just a show me? Um, what is your thoughts on that? Yeah, so, I mean, high school and then early on pro ball, I threw I threw so hard. I didn't really need a changeup, if you will. Like, like I, I didn't want to slow down the hitter's bats, so I, didn't, I never threw a changeup. I would only throw fastball curveball. But when you get in the pro ball, the guys can hit 95. It's not, it's not, it's not high school kids anymore. So, so at first it was tough. I mean, I, I'd always slow my arms too down, and I would, I'll slow my body down, and it just, it just wasn't, it wasn't good. But whenever I keep the same arm, arm action, and my, my body moving the same speed, it, it's, it's a good pitch. There's some days it's, it's my, my best pitch, and there's some days it's not. But I mean, overall, I love my changeup, and I think it'll be a good weapon for me in the future. The uh, coach in Toledo last year, he says. When your changeup is on, that that will be your best pitch. That will make you succeed in the big leagues. And I said, "Wow!" wow. If, I, I hope I hope telling the truth because that'll be huge. I mean, I'm having a good changeup is so crucial now because I mean, guys hit fastballs and you throw that pitch that looks like a heater and it's eight miles an hour slower. That looks silly. So yeah, I can tell you as a hitter, that was my. I hated that worse than anything. Yeah. It, Guy that had a good changeup from same, you know, from same arm spot and and tunneled it the same way. I couldn't pick it up. That's why I'm coaching and not hitting. It. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I, I, that, that's that that should give you a lot of confidence, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, no doubt. He's not no doubt. not blowing smoke. I don't think. I mean, and if I he is, not. he's just a really good coach that's trying to make exactly. it confident in a pitch that's not very good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's got you believing it, you know, thinking that it's a really good pitch, and that's all the, you know, yeah, a lot I mean, of times that's all it takes, right? Yeah, I mean, confidence is key. I mean, I mean, I mean, really, even if he wasn't telling the truth, I mean, it, it still put it in my head, and I mean, that I'm like, all right, perfect. <laughs> I mean, so, I, mean no, yeah, I, mean, I got it. it. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, it's a confidence booster for sure. That's right, dude. So. Tell us a little bit. All right, so we touched on your pro ball. You know, we know where you're going. We're going to see you for a long time on TV. Um, you know, if I'm ever somewhere, hopefully I might be able to uh, hop a seat or something like that. Um, <laughs> but all joking aside, tell us a little bit about your family. I know you're very close. Um, and and they're, I have a very good feeling they have uh, instilled a lot of great values in you, which is what you present to us today as a a really great guy. Uh, I, I want to keep saying kid. I mean, you're only 23, but a really great young man. And tell us a little bit about your family, how close you are, and 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 stuff like that. 
Yeah, I'm I'm very close. My, my my mom and dad, and I have two brothers. But my my parents, and they're I'm so blessed. I mean, my my dad was always constantly saying, "Go throw, go hit, go lift, go go outside, go do something baseball wise." Like get out of the house. And I mean, the teams I played for growing up, they were always like an hour away for practice, and we would go twice a week for practice, hour away. He he just he always had me and always had me want to practice and was always on me to be a good baseball player. And some kids don't like that because they they don't love they don't love baseball. I loved it, so I thought, all right, let's do it. It'll pay off one day. So I mean, I just kept kept with it, and and sure enough, I'm I'm here now. But but my mom, she she's just the uh, the quiet mom that's just in, in the stands clapping. So let's go. And my dad's always the Going on the fence, pacing around, just always on it, always on edge. Be the best he's ever seen. I mean, just being a dad, you know. And then so, but but they're 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 good. They're awesome. They're it's it's cool to be like a grown up now and be around them because things are so much different than being in high school and now. And I mean, I I feel like I'm treated differently from them and, and vice versa. It's cool to see that. And then my 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 middle brother, his uh, Blake. He's twenty. He just turned twenty years old. He will now be a redshirt sophomore at Kansas State because of the coronavirus. So he he's a sophomore this year playing baseball. Got sent home for, and then their school got completely canceled. So he'll be a redshirt sophomore at Kansas State next year. He's a he's a little little crafty lefty outfielder, speed guy. So. Hopefully he, he puts together a few good years in college and gets drafted. Um, and then little brother's 14. He's a, he's a teenager. He's playing a lot of video games and, and just being a brat. But, <laughs> but I mean, we're all super close. We're, we're a tight-knit family. My, my parents will do, will do anything for, for any of us. They, I mean, just a, a lot of love and a lot of, a lot of tight, tight-knit stuff going on with the family. So, but they're good. Their mom's not working because she's a librarian at a school, so they're shut down. And my, my dad's just just being buster, as we always say. I mean, whoever knows my dad knows that that he's buster, and he's everybody always says, "How's your dad?" Just being buster. That's all it is. But, but they're, <laughs> they're they're really good. You have you have such a great family. You know, again, um, you know, I had a fortune to. I, Fortunate to, to meet them and, and to be around them, I and just wonderful people. And from that comes you, a wonderful son. And you know, again, you're the type of, of kid that uh, guy that that people are going to root for. You know, I have no no doubt that you're going to play a long, long time in this game. Um, you work at it. You've got a great support system. You know, you're grounded. Um, you're very humble. You know, the big saying in, in baseball is, you know, if you're not humble, the game will humble you. Um, and, you know, you're a very well-grounded, humble kid, so I, I, I don't have my doubts at all. Um, you know, Millsy, any closing remarks about, uh, about uh, Red Dragon here? Man, it is good to see you, my friend. I can't Isn't wait. Isn't it? It looks so good. good. Hey, I've got one story about Millsy. Uh -oh. Yes! Yes! The very, the very first time I met him was at PG National, and – it was a four inning of the Canes tournament, like you said earlier, and I knew he was a pitching coach for the Canes, but I didn't remember before. So I, so I go up to him and I and 
wish each other, blah, 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 meet each other, <clears throat> this day. And I look down and my pants on my, or my, my zipper on my pants is broken. So the fly is just wide open. And I'm, I'm about to go fish for all these scouts at the biggest event that I had like gone to, like my, my career. So, and I, and my fly is wide open. And I'm like, no, my zipper broke. I kid you not, he, before I say another word, he takes off in the dugout and gives them to me and we trade pants so I could pitch in his pants and not have, have my fly open. And he, he wore my broken pants at, while I pitched in his pants. And from then on, I was like, this guy is awesome. <laughs> like he like, that's the epitome of Millsy is that he'll do anything for, for, for you. He's just a great dude. He'll do anything for you. And that, that was the first day I met him. And it just and, and it got so much better as, as I went on. And it, it just shows what kind of guy Millsy is, is that he gave me his pants to pitch in. Couldn't let the dream out, man. It broke. <laughs> Remember that? You know what? You know what? It, it, and it's funny, Bo, because that's the same way I feel about Millsy. He's a great friend. Um, you know, and that's the neat thing as you get older and, you know, you're talking about your relationship with your parents. You know, it evolves from – um, you know, from you being their kid, which you always will be, but they, you know, evolves from them seeing you as a little, you know, six-year-old to now you become, you know, you now you have that friendship with your parents too, because you can share adult exactly. things with them. You know, you can, you can, uh, you know, go out to dinner, enjoy drinks, do whatever, you know, with your family, because right. that that's just how you are. Well, you know, Millsy, same way, you know, us as coaches, that's, we start seeing you guys as friends now, you know, it's, you know, when we're coaching you, you we're definitely not friends. We, we yeah. love you. We, we'll push you, but you know, we, we've got a job to take care of you and make, hopefully make you better. Um, but you know, as you, I, and I know I, I speak for Millsy a little bit here of, of seeing you guys grow up. It's neat because then you do become friends. Yeah. Am, I, am I right, Mills? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So man, it, Bo, it has been incredible. You've been awesome. You are, you know, you're one of the guys that, that we root for all the time. You, you're just a great dude. And, you know, soon the people of Detroit will be, uh, will be able to see how great of a guy you are. You know, I know I don't need to say this, but keep working hard. Um, you know, I know you've got your eye on the prize and, and making that 25-man roster is, is the goal. And I have no doubt at all that you will achieve it. We will be watching you for a long, long time, man. Um, stay safe down there. Um, you know, the Canes are lucky to, to have you have us have worn our uniform. And uh, I know all of our guys are going to be watching you and rooting for you. So, uh, you know, really appreciate you as a, as a person. Really appreciate you coming on today because I know you got a lot of things to do. But, um, you know, thank you so much. And, and hopefully when all this fires back up, man, you just hit the ground running and, and play with your hair on fire and, and do your job and, and, you know, be in that Detroit uh, dugout for the entire year. That's, that's the plan. Hey, guys, thank you all so much. I miss you all. Hope to see you all soon. Uh, stay safe. Thanks for having me. Appreciate right, it. Bro. Take it easy, buddy. See you all. Red Dragon out. Red Dragon out. <laughs> Wow, thank you so much for joining us today. Big shout out to Bo for being with us. Give him a follow on social media at the Bo Burrows. <laughs> if you enjoy this episode, like, comment, subscribe, review, and share. Give us a follow on social media at Kane Cash Show. You can reach out to me on all social channels at Rob Younce 
or email me at robyounce at gmail.com. I welcome your feedback as I try to improve this show every single episode. So stay safe, wash your hands, and just smile because baseball's right around the corner. Until next time, take it easy.